Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Hello, this is James Stansel with the New Books Network, the African American Studies Channel. And I have the great pleasure today of talking to one of my favorite authors and historians, Jane Apinga. She's very well known in the Southwest area of the United States for her books and uh, her research. And we're going to be talking with her today about her book on Henry Oshian Tanner. Henry O. Tanner. Henry Oshian Tanner, who is known as the first black graduate of West Point. She let me know during our interview, which is something definitely to uh, consider is that he was not the only African-American student at West Point. There were five others, but he was the first graduate. The others didn't make it through, so he was the first graduate. And I think you're going to enjoy this interview. It's a bit wide-ranging. We talked about Henry O. Tanner, but we also talked about some of her other books and some of her other research. And you know, for those who are interested in learning about being a historian or, or being an author, uh, Jane gives you some Great tips and some ideals about uh, what you can do and how you can do it and the work that she's done. She's been around for a long time. And if you ever get a chance to see her live and in person, she mentions an upcoming uh, book signing in the Arizona area. I definitely would recommend you seeing her. So enough of that. I will let you partake in this great interview with Shana Pinga, Wild Horse Press. And her book is Henry Ossian Tanner, the first black graduate of West Point on the New Books Network, African-American Studies Channel. Hello, this is James Stanslin. Welcome to the New Books Network, the African-American Studies Channel. I have the great pleasure today of being here with a wonderful historian and scholar from the Southwest. Her name is Jane Apinga, and her book is Henry Oshian Flipper, West Point's First Black Graduate, and it's produced and published by Wild Horse Press. Henry Oshian Flipper, West Point's First Black Graduate, Miss Jane, how are you? You doing well today? I'm doing I'm doing fine now. I yeah, doing just fine. Good, good. So glad to hear from you. It's always a great pleasure when I get a chance to talk to you. You're one of my favorite authors. I love to talk to, and I hope you had a good Thanksgiving holiday. I did. Good, good. Well, as I was uh you know alluding to earlier, your book is about Henry Oshian Flipper, the first uh, black graduate of West Point, the United States Military Academy. But before I get into the book, I'm sure our listeners on the New Books Network, the African-American Studies channel, would love to know just a little bit about you, Jane, and your background and what your interest was in writing this book. Well, this is a this is a wonderful example of how it goes from idea to finished product. Right. Uh, I was asked to write a chapter on black, early black miners in Arizona. Or, or, or uh, different different uh, ethnic groups. Okay. And somebody said to me, "There's um, don't worry about the blacks because there aren't any." Mm. And I said, "Well, there was a lot of them." And a uh, flipper came out of that, so an idea came out, and I wrote the um, chapter for the book. Mm-hmm. And then another man asked me to do a chapter for the uh, 
Journal of Arizona History. Oh, okay. And then I got so much material that I did the book. Ah. <laughs> and so it went from ideas to final product. It was really neat. And um, uh, at this time, shall I tell them, I have a chapter coming, um, an article coming in Wild West. Oh, okay, sure, and yeah. It's going to be in February, which is going to be um, Black History Month. Mm -hmm. And um, then um, it's going to be on Flipper and the Court of Private Land Claims. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that a lot. So this will That's be... how the whole thing... But it, Flipper was such a great example of going from um, just a concept... Mm -hmm which somebody told me wasn't going to work, mm -hmm. to a book which did work. Wow. And so your your article is going to be in Wild West Magazine, right? And that's coming up in right. February 2017. Okay. We'll have to look that's out for correct. that. And, uh, yeah, it's usually on the, uh, on the um, magazine stands. It's quite a popular magazine right. for those who like Western writing. Yeah. And with me being here in, in Texas, in Houston area, the people definitely love it in the Houston area. <laughs> and, yeah, right. And all over the country. And so I'm, I'm yeah. here with, with uh, historian um, and scholar Jane Apinga. And her last name is E-P-P-I-N-G-A for those who are going to be looking for her in the Wild West magazine during February 2017. And we're talking about her book, Henry Ossian Flipper, West Point's first black graduate. And Jane just told you that, you know, and this is something for you young writers and young scholars, people interested in academics. It came from an ideal. You know, it's not something that she knew that she was initially going to write. She was just doing some other work and she got more and more information and materials and bam. Next thing you know, she had enough and she took the initiative and wrote a book. Right, Jane? That's right. And anyone who wants to write should keep track of their ideas. Yes. And uh, follow through on them because. You just never know. You just never know. And keep track of, like you said, the things that you write, your your research, and you never know when things can come in and out of popularity or when there's a real, you find there's a real need or a, a mystery. Like, you know, you didn't initially, you know, think about, you were writing about minors. The next thing you know, you're writing about the first black graduate of West Point. <laughs> right. And, well, uh, Flipper, after he was, um, I feel, unjustly, um, court-martialed right. and removed from the military. Then he became quite active as, an, as a mining engineer mm -hmm. in Sonora, Mexico, and in southern Arizona. Mm -hmm. And that's your Arizona connection because you're, you're noted as a uh, historian on Arizona and southwestern history, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Yes. And so let's talk about you mentioned his trial and we probably too, Jane, you know, because you and I know a lot about Henry Ashen Flipper, but, you know, maybe our, our audience doesn't know as much about him. So let's let's talk about his, well, yeah, his background a little bit, as well as that trial. Well, he uh, the, the military just was not ready for a black officer. They did have the Buffalo Soldiers, uh, different contingents. But they were led by white officers. Right. And when Flipper came in, he had a he got one of the black contingents. Mm -hmm. um, Flipper, there were a lot of white officers around, 
uh, Flipper went uh, riding, horseback riding with Molly Dwyer, mm-hmm. and a lot of the white officers didn't like it. And I figure that he was set up for this business of uh, where he was accused of taking money. Mm-hmm. He was a quartermaster. And even if he did, which I don't think he did because everything was paid up before he went to trial. Right. He was given worse treatment than the um, white officers at right. the same time. And um, then he was found not guilty of stealing money. Right. But guilty of conduct on becoming an officer and a gentleman. And from there, he went into Texas. He was in El Paso for a while where he worked at a laundry. And then he uh, he teamed up with a, uh, a Confederate soldier, and they went into Mexico and did engineering for mm-hmm. the government. And uh, that's how he got into mining. Oh, okay. And, you know, let's talk about, Mo- just to be clear to our audience, Molly, whom he was riding on that horse with, um, that wouldn't have been an issue if she would have been a, a black or African-American female, but she was not, correct? No, and she was the sister of uh, Flipper's superior. Oh, <laughs> that made and it even more did, challenging. Yeah, yeah. And he thought it was fine. He was Irish. And, you know, he knew prejudice, you know. Sure. The uh, no Irish need apply. Right. Uh, right. Was quite popular. And uh, he had no objection to it. And uh, all they did was do, they did horseback riding, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, that was um, interesting. But there were a lot of black officers that were whispering and complaining about it, and then suddenly the money is gone. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of the soldiers, even a lot of the white folk around the uh, military base, believed that uh, he was innocent, and they helped him put up the money to save it. Wow. He was a very good attorney at the court-martial, but he was found um, guilty of an officer unbecoming a a gentleman. All right. All right. And so, and, yeah, for, so for the, for the record, I mean, he was accused of stealing money, you know, in his quartermaster position. Um, but on, in his court martial, he was found not guilty of that charge, but found guilty of, of not, how do you describe it, uh, conduct unbecoming of an officer and a gentleman. Yeah. Right. Isn't that strange? Isn't that strange? <laughs> And, and so he was uh, drummed out of the uh, military uh, for, for for that. Um, but he is still recognized as uh, the first West Point graduate who was an African-American. I mean, they they have a building on campus named after him, and um, he, he is recognized in their historical annals. And it's important to note that even though, you know, he was uh, removed from the military, it was not for stealing money or anything like that. It was for something that, if a person were to do today, would not be something that you could be removed from the oh, military not, anymore. No, no, no. And, you know, let, and let's talk a little bit about 
um, Jane, about, you know, how you conducted your research, uh, you know, where you found your information. Now, we've talked before a little about you came in contact with his family in different parts of the country. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that? Yes. Um, some of his family lives here in Phoenix. Wow. Okay. So I was able to interview them. Uh, and then there was a man who was a very good interviewer, uh, Carl Flipper. Mm -hmm. He came out here. And we set up interviews. Wow. And okay. uh, fortunately, Carl died very suddenly oh, of wow. cancer. Yeah, I just absolutely I hated this. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I was puzzled about was that um, when he was kicked out, he didn't go home to Georgia. Okay. And I thought, you know, a young man, he's got this, he's bereft of friends. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't he go? Well, it turned out that his family didn't want him to come home. Oh, no. Yeah. And they told him to stay away. They believed he was guilty. Mm. And the way he found out about his mother's death was he was in Mexico, and he got a copy of the Army-Navy newspaper, and he read of her death there, which shows that the um, editor of that paper thought quite highly of the Flipper family to right. uh, put her in the, uh, uh, in, in the, her obituary in the newspaper. Right. Wow. The, but his family didn't want him back. And so he was totally bereft of family and friends. Mm. And even to this day, uh, Carl told me that there were some members that wanted nothing to do with him, mm. but that and still wanted nothing to do with him. All these years later, wow. All these years later. Others yeah. are quite proud of him. Right. And you say he has family members in the Phoenix area and also in Georgia, which is where he was where he was from, and Florida as well, correct? Correct. Wow. And so And it's the ones in Florida that didn't want anything to do with him. And so he was from southern Georgia. And, and what time period, just to be clear for our, our audience, um, too, Jane, which time period are we, are we talking about, you know, from you know, his, his periods of life and when he was well known? Uh, it, yeah, the 18, oh, the mid-1800s. Right, right. Uh, to, well, even a later than that. Right. Uh, and uh, he wanted to... Uh, 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 he wanted to command the uh, uh, soldiers in the uh, First World War, mm -hmm. and they did not him. Um, he is lifespanned from the days of slavery mm -hmm. to the eve of the World War II. Wow! Yeah, so he saw a lot, a lot so of history. So that's 1850 to 1940. That. He was active in so many things. Mm -hmm. uh, he was down here in Nogales. He did newspaper editing. Mm -hmm. uh, they thought very highly of him. But um, it was after he was kicked out of the military. And then he, when he went to Mexico, mm -hmm. he looked at Spanish land grants for the um, um, Porfirio Diaz regime. Okay. And then he was, his, that experience 
uh, got him with the work with the Arizona land grant. All right. Okay. Which were um, rife with fraud. Mm. And uh, he was down here in Tucson and in Nogales a lot. And it was not difficult. One thing nice about doing military people mm-hmm. is a paper trail. Right. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, other people I find have big gaps that I can't fill. But I got a lot of material. Well, I got his uh, his entire court martial is on file if anybody mm-hmm. wants to look at it. Oh, okay. Wow. So at still available. The, uh, okay. Oh, absolutely. It's on microfilm at the National Archives. All right. So, yeah. So anyone who wants to see, you know, his actual, you know, court martial historical documents because they're U.S. Army documents, they're available in the National Archives. Wow. Yes. It's a day-to-day, very long uh, uh, transcript of the article. Mm. And he was court-martialed uh, right here in Texas, which is where I am, at a, at a fort that no longer exists. It was called Fort Davis. Um, it, yes. Right. It no the, longer is uh, gone, which broke my heart because, you know, it was when I first wrote about it, mm-hmm. the chapel was still there, but it's gone. Wow. It's in total ruins now. But uh, that's where he – and he had an excellent uh, – Attorney, uh, Captain Barber, mm-hmm. agreed to put without to cost, and there weren't any. Uh, Captain Gar- um, Barber agreed to do it without cost, but none of the um, prominent uh, black attorneys. Oh. Would none of the ones at the time would 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 uh, help our system, huh? No. But Barber did it without charge. Right. Wow. So and he it, truly believed that Flipper was innocent of theft. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's really interesting to think about that, that um, the you know attorneys at the time who represented African-Americans or your, your, your black attorneys, which I'm sure there weren't very many, um, comparatively no, there speaking. Were few, there were a few. The Quarles family right. had some... Uh, attorneys and they were excellent, but they declined to help him. Ah, that's so un- unfortunate. And he's only twenty. He's only twenty-four years old. For goodness' sake, you know. Yeah, yeah, very young officer at this time. Young officer, yes. And and the person we're talking about, um, and we're we're here on the African American Studies Channel of the New Books Network. Um, I'm here with my my good friend and uh, fellow historian Jane Apinga, and we're talking about Henry Ossian Flipper. Her book, Henry Ossian Flipper, West Point's First Black Graduate. Um, this is a book that was published by Wild Horse Press. Wild Horse Press. And I highly recommend if you want to know about African-American history, military history, African-American soldiers, a great place to start would be with Henry O. Flipper, the first black graduate mm-hmm. of West Point, United States Military Academy in New York. And if you're a young person. Um, if I may say, yes, there, were five, there were five other um, people who uh, black men who were accepted, okay, but did not finish. Ah, oh, that's an important note. I'm glad you mentioned that. The first graduate. The first graduate, right? There were five, and so then the, there was there were no more um, black officers 
uh, for 50 years. 50 years. Whoa. That that is huge. And that is that is amazing. You know, and it makes me think about sometimes like President Obama right now. He was, you know, the first African-American president. But some say, well, there may not be another one for 50 years, you know, because of, you know, some of the tensions and some of the beliefs of, of some folk, you know, maybe something to, to think about. So Henry O. Tanner was the first black graduate of West Point. There were others like um, Mr. Pinga said here, but he was the first to graduate. But there was not another officer that came through West Point for 50 years. Wow. And I will say that the people at West Point were so wonderfully helpful. That's another place to get uh, material on, right. on black soldiers. Right. And I, and I do know, you know, I've done some research on Flipper myself. I'm not obviously not to the extent that you have, <laughs> but I have done some and I have found that, you know, they he's very revered there, you know, um, you know, as oh, our, yeah, you know, so yes. people, yeah, people need to think about it and, and understand that there, even though he was court martialed, um, he was not found guilty of any kind of theft that was for behavior unbecoming of an officer and a gentleman, something that Mr. Pinga has said that in today's world probably would not even be an issue because he was uh, horseback riding with a white female um, as a black male during the 1800s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any other things, uh, you know, Jane, that you... Well, there's, uh, you know, when people, when they got these black um, people into, like, West Point... Right. It was difficult because they had never learned how to use a weapon... Mm-hmm. They didn't know how to ride horseback. Right. They were constantly falling off. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> um, they didn't have the experience, right. They had not that experience because it was illegal up till the Civil War wow. to teach blacks to read and write. Mm-hmm. But definitely not use weapons. And definitely not use weapons. Right. And so you had to overcome you know, those deficits or deficiencies as well as, you know, maybe potential resentment for being a person of color um, in the, mm-hmm. you know, in an authority or being in a potential authority position as, a, as an officer. So he overcame one those of, things. One of the fun, the things that the young women did for fun was watch these soldiers oh. learn to ride <laughs> and fall off the horse. <laughs> yeah, probably, uh, yeah. And this is another thing. While he was in um, West Point, again, it was pretty lonely right. because they did not socialize with him. Right, right. And when come holidays, he couldn't afford to go home, oh. so he just stayed there. Nobody invited him out for dinner. Uh, it's uh, he was he he prevailed. Right. And under very difficult circumstances. Right. And that's something, too, Jane, that I, you know, that if young people um, learn about Henry O. Tanner's history and, you know, read their, your, their, your book. And I think this is a book that's accessible for, you know, adults as well as as young people, that they should they should really think about what he overcame and what he did, you know, to persevere, to become a successful person. Yes, exactly. Very important. And even after he had the you know challenges of being court-martialed, as you you know uh, researched and found in your book, and you've shared with us a little bit, he still you know was very successful even after leaving the military. 
Oh, very much. So you In can fact, overcome obstacles. More, yeah, maybe more so because otherwise he might have just been a little footnote in history. Right. And now he became very prominent through so many things that um, kind of boggles my mind at times when I think about it. Right. To to be able to overcome those challenges and to still find success in the United States as well as in Mexico. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And it was interesting to me, you know, that you that you mentioned earlier and that you wrote about that. He, you know, collaborated with a former, you know, Confederate you know, officer, a Confederate soldier, um, and found some success there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, people who you would think on the surface maybe have some uh, some differences, you can also find some ways that you can work together and, and accomplish some things. I think that's very important for today's world as well. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, along those same lines, Jane, I would I would ask you, if there was one or two maybe revelations or, or key points or things that, uh, you know, maybe are really important for young people um, re- reading, you know, about Henry O. Tanner or, or, or learning about his history that you want to share. You know, we talked about some. Yeah. Um, I would think that they would have to look at the depth mm-hmm. of racial prejudice. Okay. Wow. And what it does to a whole group of people. Okay. That, I think, is the most important. Absolutely. And that's something that even in the 1800s, going through to the 1900s and into the 21st century. But you can overcome. I mean, he was a he was a brilliant man and he overcame those challenges. And, you know, again, we're talking here with Jane Apinga. She's the author of Henry Ossian Flipper, West Point's first black graduates. And, you know, an, an excellent um, history and you know research biography of. Uh, Henry Ashian Flipper, she talked with members of his family. Uh, Jane did great research in the Southwest as, as well as, as West Point. And this is, you know, this is definitely an excellent way to show how, you know, someone's, you know, project can become a book, right? You know, you start in one place and you end up right. a- elsewhere. Right. And, and I think that's awesome. And I, and I really applaud you, Jane, you know, and I've mentioned this to you before, for, for doing this work, you know, because this is a, he's a person that many, you know, uh, African-American uh People may not know as much about unless you're really in the academy or in, into history, but his story can definitely be inspirational for people of all races and, and, and backgrounds. He overcame a lot um, to find success all throughout his career. And so I thank you so much for taking the time to to do that research and present this book. It's a lovely picture of him on the cover as a, as a young oh, man. I, like I, I love it as well as a, as a young man, um, you know, in his, his full uh, dress military uniform. And, uh, you know, many a young person dreams about going into the military and he can hopefully be an inspiration for them to overcome and be successful. Would you agree? I could absolutely agree. (laughs) Absolutely. So, so Jane, I thank you so much for your time. I don't want to, you know, you and I could sit and talk all day and I love talking to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't want to uh, take up too much, of, you know, of your time. But I did want to give you an opportunity to maybe, Jane, talk about some of your current research or some future things that you're going to be involved with. So, so our audience, if they want to follow your work, they can do that. I know you've already mentioned the Wild West magazine, but what else are you working on? Um, I'm working on a military case in... Arizona, okay, and uh, that is now they said they're writing the blurb for the back of the cover, <laughs> and that's 
because in World War II, okay. when Phoenix had a um, German prisoner of war camp, okay, they discovered that one of their the Germans discovered that one of their own was giving secrets to the American military. Oh. So they took him and they hanged him. Oh my. The German and prisoners. Wow. Yes, they hanged him and they claimed it was is war. Was it war? Mm-hmm. Or was it treason? Or was it a difference? Then the Americans went in and took the blacks, not the blacks, the soldiers who had hanged him. Right. And they hanged those soldiers. Oh. And we just kind of perpetuate evil. You know? All right. So so these were German captives here in the United States in the Southwest. And there was one of the Germans that uh, maybe was helping uh, the, what they were considered the enemy, the Americans. And those German prisoners hung him. Right. And then we executed those Germans who hung the prisoners. Yes. <laughs> Wow, and that. the guy's name is, is Bernard uh, Drexler, okay. and he is buried at Fort Bliss. Oh, he really? The, yeah. In New Mexico, right? Texas. Oh, Fort, oh, Fort Bliss is Texas. Okay. Wow. I was yeah. not sure. Yeah. Okay, right. And his name was... Werner so, Drexler. Drexler. Okay. So this is your name. That sounds pretty interesting to me. All right. Yeah, that's supposed to be coming. I'll let you know. Yeah, please do. And do you have a time yeah. for it yet, or are you not sure? Uh, well, I was going to call it, called it treason, mm-hmm. but they've decided on a different. <laughs> that's that's something else that people need to know about the publishing industry, right? You don't always get the choice sometimes. With you books. don't always get the choice. You sure don't. <laughs> and, um, so I've got that, and I've got books on the Southwest. Tombstone, Tucson, that sort of thing. Right. And what you're you're known for um, in the southwestern area for doing your, your history is you do great work there uh, on the histories of different towns and the cities and, and the areas. So, and so I definitely right. recommend people look at your work there as well. They can go to Amazon and put your name in and they it's can see. Amazon? Yes. Yeah. They can see any number of your, your books there, your, your different histories and things. And again, I'm here with Jane Apinga. She's the writer of. Henry Ashi and Flipper, amongst many other books, um, West Point's first black graduate. And this is a book for Wild Horse Press. And um, Jane, as always, thank you so much for your time. I look forward to br- talking to you again for your next book. If you don't mind coming back, I'd love to have you back on the New Books Network. I'll be back anytime. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, and now that I know how to do it. <laughs> right. You know, Jane, Jane is uh, she's new to Skype, but she has done very well. I'm very proud of you, Jane. And, uh, and the third time was the charm. <laughs> Absolutely. And I know you do book signings from time to time and such. So people should. Actually, I'm doing one Saturday here in Tucson. Okay. They're going to have uh, a bunch of my books. Wow. Including okay. my. Oh, I also do my Arizona Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, right. And I'm going to do it at Barnes and Noble in Tucson um, next Sunday. Okay, and so let's see what date will that be. Let me look that. Oh, the eleventh. Okay, and so depending on when people listen to this, um, it'll be December eleventh, twenty sixteen. The Barnes and Noble in Tucson, 
But even if people miss that, Jane, I'm sure there are other opportunities and other, other chances they'll get to come see you. And I tell you, you would love to talk with Jane live. She's a wonderful person to talk to. Um, a great. I think it's great that books have their own network. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's a great way for the people to get to talk to the authors like you, Jane, and they can come see you in person as, as, as well. And I'm, I'm hoping I can get to come to one of your book signs. I may surprise you and come up to you and say, Jane, it's me. It's James. <laughs> oh, you'll be welcome. Absolutely. And so uh, we're going to uh, close here. And again, the, we've been talking with Jane Apinga of the uh, Wild Horse Press. Her book is Henry Ossian Flipper. It's a book about West Point's first black graduate. And I hope everyone has enjoyed this interview and, you know, spending some time with Jane and I today. It's just like we're old friends. We're just talking and you you all can listen to us and hopefully you learn a lot. And if you're a young person and you don't know about Henry Ashton Flipper, uh, look him up. You know, he's you know, if you know about the Buffalo soldiers, and if you know about the you know African-American soldiers from different war times and different periods, you know, he's one that preceded most of those. And um, he's, he's well known in the annals of West Point. And United States Military Academy history he had something unfortunate happen to him um, during a time where it was, you know, you know, a lot of racism and discriminations against African-Americans, particularly African-American soldiers. But he was able to overcome, overcome. He overcame. And Jane really talks a lot about his history during his military service as well as afterwards. So you can find out about the great things that he did. And so, Jane, again, thank you so much for taking some time with us today on the New Books Network, the African-American Studies channel. And Jane, if you want to say goodbye to the audience. We'll see them next time, right? I'll see you soon. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. All right, absolutely. And so we'll close there. And thank you for doing the interview. It's my pleasure, Jane. I always enjoy talking to you. And so we'll close today. This is James Stansel, the host of the podcast on the African American Studies channel for the New Books Network. Everyone have a wonderful holiday season. Okay, we're back on the African American Studies channel of the New Books Network. I'm your host, James Stansel, and uh, I hope you really enjoyed hearing myself and Jana Pinga talk about her book, Henry Ossian Tanner, the first black graduate of West Point. If you're a young scholar, she gave you some ideas and some tips about how to get in the game, uh, being a writer or a researcher or being involved with history. You never know where something will take you. And, you know, it's also important to consider something that we talked about during our conversation Particularly in today's world, there's a lot of um, challenges and, and trying times. But Henry Ossian Tanner also overcame some trying and challenging times. And he was able to be successful even in the face of great racism, prejudice, and discrimination. And even when he had some, some troubles, he was drummed out of the military. But as you see, if you listen to this interview, if you read the book, he was still able to go on and find great success in the southwest of the United States and in Mexico. So on that note, I want you to... No matter what your race or your background, if you have any difficulties or hard times, you too can overcome. Think about Henry Ossian Town. And on that note, we'll see you next time on the New Books Network, the African American Studies channel. I'm your host, James Stencil. Happy holidays.